Jennifer Dawn. And I'm Adrienne Garland. Welcome to the Unbreakable Podcast. Our lives and our businesses are chock full of so many challenges. And sometimes through outside circumstances, the changing world, and even our mindsets, we find ourselves on the brink of burnout, listlessness, or even failure. But what if there is a way to build your resilience and literally become unbreakable? Come along with us on our journey of discovery to gain insight, pick up tips, and get inspired as we go deep with our guests to uncover how the divine combination of physical challenge and mental strength come together to help them on their journey to becoming unbreakable. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unbreakable Podcast. I'm so excited today to welcome our guest. Her name is Jen Schweitzer, and she is the founder and CEO of Kindfulness Coaching. Jen, welcome to Unbreakable. Ah, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be here too and for you to share your story with our audience around some of the things that have happened in your life in particular that you feel like have gotten you to the place of being unbreakable. You know, so many of us women and men, you know, have overcome certain things in our lives, whether that's you know, a physical ailment or a challenge, something having to do with personal challenge or professionally. And what this podcast is focused on is sort of the other side of that challenge and being able to take a look and evaluate that thing that we went through that was so hard, but without that thing, we might not have the strength and resilience that we have today. So I am inviting you today to go ahead and share your story with our audience about the time or situation in your life where you faced this challenge and where now you feel unbreakable. Yeah, thank you. So this this is kind of a two-layer component for me. It actually started with our my mind and my husband's journey to being parents and what that would look like for us. And for us, this was not an easy process. And we ended up finding out that we were unable to conceive naturally. And we decided to explore in vitro fertilization and go down that road. And it brought us down some roads, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, it It was a wild ride. And not only physically, mentally, emotionally draining for the two of us to go through together. And never anything that we would have imagined or expected for our journey to look like. And we had gone through the process. We were very good about timing and everything that came into play when, you know, you are loading yourself up with medications and going through these protocols that are so, so difficult. And The day we found out that we were not able to continue, 
because um, there was a problem with my eggs growing. And so we were unable to go through into the retrieval process. So our, our, our cycle was shut down. It was stopped. That happened on a Wednesday. And we were devastated. It was the Wednesday. It was June of 2020. And it is a day that we won't forget. We were, um, we had a lot of emotions. We had a lot of grieving to do in that process. And that Friday, my husband went into the hospital for some pains in his sides. And uh, that, that same weekend, he suffered a cardiac arrest. And so not only were we filled with the emotions of our cycle not being successful and grieving that process, I immediately had to to transition. I immediately had to move away from where I was in that grieving process to immediately taking over and taking charge of a completely unpredictable situation in our lives, which... As I said, it's multi-layered there. So there's a lot going on there. Um, And that was probably one of the most difficult weeks of our lives. Yeah. I mean, that's a double whammy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. First of all, I'm just terribly sorry. My heart goes out to the both of you, you know, to have to sort of jump into taking care of someone who you love so much while you are still holding these feelings of, Mm -hmm. you know, disappointment. And I'm sure that we all go through things where we blame ourselves, right? And sadness and and grief Mm -hmm. and all of that. But to not be able to sort of allow those emotions Mm -hmm. to come and to just turn on to something else. Yep. You know, I can only imagine what that set the stage for after, after your husband re- yeah. recovered um, and after he got better. So sort of, you know, I guess maybe what did that look like on the other end of it? Because I'm sure there wasn't, I'm sure there was relief, but then when you have that relief, mm-hmm. then I'm sure those other emotions came up with you. Yeah, absolutely. It was like for the moment they were put on the back burner and there was more pressing, Mm. more immediate, you know, life events that were going on for us. We couldn't feel in the moment. We had to keep moving. We had to keep moving forward. And so that, you know, and it was almost like when he was out of the hospital and did make a recovery. I mean, it took a really long time. However, it's like, Those feelings were so long ago, and I'm not sure we fully even Mm. grieved that. And so until we went through that that process for a second time was when I think that that grieving from the first and the second time came through for us. Mm. And it was... It was definitely like a double whammy. Like we were not only dealing with our second loss, but also from the first that we were never able to truly grieve. Oh, so I didn't realize that you sort of when you when you said you you sort of stopped. I thought that that was the end of yeah. the process, but mm-hmm. you dove back in. Yep. At, you know, and that's incredible that you had the strength in order to to go through that again because you know mm-hmm. what that did yeah. to you 
physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And it, in a lot of ways, sounds to me like your husband was heartbroken too. Like he literally physically manifested being heartbroken. Yeah. Which makes me so sad to like say that. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, And then to, you know, dive back into that again, girl. Yeah, we we tried oh again. My gosh. <laughs> a little further down the line, we were about a, a another year out, so we felt like we were in a place to try again and and unfortunately that didn't go and and like I said we probably did the the full grieving at that time cuz that was our last yeah. opportunity. Oh my gosh, wow. So, and you know, this is to me, when I listen to the timeline, this sounds like very, very recent. I mean, mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic, like, yes. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. th- there's that underlayer that just makes everything else so uncertain. Yeah. So now you're now you're here, but it doesn't feel like it's too far away from what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're probably two years. Yeah. Probably two years out from when we first started that process and the growing and maturing that we've done together has moved us to a place where we can talk about this and we're okay. And we can Mm. share our story and our experience and we're okay. That took a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work for us to do. Um, But we are at a place where we know that this is just the journey that we're on. And our journey looks a little bit different than we imagined and how we had hoped. But, you know, we hope that we can, you know, do this in a different way and explore other options. And so we have moved past where we've been and are just looking forward. I love that. And Jen, it's so interesting too, because you're you're a therapist, right? Yes. So that's that's your profession in addition to your business with yes. kindfulness coaching. So how must that have been for you when you were also trying to uh, support other people who had all other types of different problems. How did you how did you deal with that? Almost impossible. It was almost yeah. impossible. It was so hard to show up every day and it was so hard to give when I had nothing to give. And Gosh. through just, you know, my husband and I, you know, working to better ourselves was the only way I was able to move out of that because I was struggling. I didn't have anything to give. I didn't want to give to other people. I was feeling in a really bad place. Yeah. I, I mean, I can only imagine what, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine, but I can only imagine what it feels like when you're, when you're so, uh, you know, mired in, in grief and you're trying mm-hmm to do something that you love, because I do know that you love to help people, um, yeah. and to help them to get through whatever it is that they're going through that, so that they can live a, a more fulfilled and joyful life. Yeah. When did you actually start your business? I started my business. I officially launched it in February of 2022. Oh, so this is a brand new yes. business. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. 
And t- tell us a little bit about that trajectory because you you started this and I would also love to know sort of coming out of all of this heavy, heavy emotion, mm-hmm. what in the world made you start a business? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I know. I am a very like go, go, go action oriented person. So I, you know, I've always been in the helping profession. I've been a social worker for almost 20 years and I have a passion for helping people. And I dove into personal development so, so hard when my husband was in the hospital, Mm -hmm. because I was like, I need to figure my stuff out so that I can show up and help him. My first Mm -hmm. personal development book that I read was a Jen Sincero book, which I'm obsessed with her. She's fantastic. And I was just like, that I, I can be her. Like, this is amazing. I want, I want to be her. Yes. And so I dove into personal development and I remember my husband got out of the hospital and I was like, I think I want to be a life coach. And he's like, okay, great. Like, let's do it. And that started yeah. my journey. And I just kept moving forward with personal development because it was helping me and it was helping me to feel like I kept wanting to show up for everyone else as well because I was showing up for myself, which hadn't been Mm. happening. And so from that, I was certified for health and life coaching. And from that came kindfulness coaching. I love that so much. And I I, I love the name of your business, Kind, with with an emphasis on kind, kind, kindful Ness coaching. It's really beautiful. And just knowing you, it it fits you and, and your brand so well because you are kind, but you're also so much fun <laughs> and Thank so you. real too. Like we, for all of the people who are listening in uh, to this amazing podcast, uh, Jen and I had the honor of being with each other in May in Montana on a personal and business retreat that included a crazy physical challenge. And and Jen was basically my partner up that hill that I will never forget. Um, The way I describe it, uh, that, that hill journey up to the top is I say to people, you know, when you ski down a double diamond hill, well, we walked up it. <laughs> yes. I would not have made it if it were not for you. <laughs> yeah. And I I, I kept, uh, you know, saying to you, like, like you were like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm going to make it to the top. And I was like, take baby steps. Take baby steps. Like, teeny tiny steps. Because that was the only way that I was able to do it. It was like one toe length at a time, you know. Yep. It wasn't even a full foot step. But just that experience being with you, not only on that uh, physical challenge, that Spartan race, but also just throughout the time that we were together, I really got to know you and your personality. And I just felt so drawn to you, like even from the beginning, before I even knew you, I felt very drawn to you. And I'm so happy that we were able to spend such quality time together. Yes. Agreed. And, you know, so I was, I was actually, it was so good. Uh, I was sort of wondering because there's, right, there's social workers, there's therapists, and then there's coaches. And Mm -hmm. you see many therapists 
actually getting into coaching. And what and I, I think it's amazing because the therapists and the social workers have that education and that background. Yeah. But what so I guess could you explain either the difference or like maybe the benefits of hiring like a life coach who also has a social work or or therapeutic background? Yeah, I think that we just have these tools in our toolbox that other coaches likely don't have. We have years and years of experience and education dealing with individuals and folks who have anxiety or depression, which are common common areas that are going to hold you back in life and hold you back from getting your goals. So when someone comes to me and they say, well, you know, I have all of this anxiety. I know how to work with them best. I know how to help them get to their goals in an efficient way. You know, as a coach, I'm not diagnosing and treating you, but I'm helping you to really kind of weed out what your priorities are, what your goals are, and help you move towards that, knowing that there is some anxiety that's going to get in the way, knowing that there might be some days that depression kicks in. I know how to work best with those. And so I'm going to be able to help you to really hone in on those and and really kind of help to build an amazing roadmap for you to move forward. Yeah, I I think that that is such a great combination. And and then I think, too, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you do come across people that that need more intense type of therapy, that's something that you can, at the very least, recognize and recommend that they either see a, a therapist or in that situation, how would that work with you, for example, if you if you recognize that, listen, before anybody can kind of start achieving their goals, they need to do some deeper work in therapy. Yeah. Would you take that on yourself or would you refer out to someone else? I would refer out to someone else just so that there is a there is a clear boundary that I cannot act as your therapist in addition to your coach. Um, so I would refer out and happy to help them find referrals and find people locally. And generally, I will do like a short, brief call before I even talk about the services that I offer to see if they're a good fit. And if it's something Mm. that I feel might be a little bit more than what a coach can offer, I'm immediately going to suggest, hey, maybe try this first and then let's come back and, and see where you're at and if I can be of support to you. I think that that is such a benefit. You know, it's it's almost like you want to work with somebody, especially when it comes to like health and life coaching, that can be super genuine and honest with you too. Because sometimes there's, you know, coaches out there that they just want to keep working with you and they might see that as a, a way to work with you for, you know, maybe a little bit longer. And I think that there's almost 
better ethics and morals in being able to recognize that someone truly has a problem and being able to, you know, like you said, refer them out to someone else. So t- tell me a little bit about the the aspect in your coaching about its health, its life, but it's wrapped in this kind, full, like this full of kindness. So is that something that your what your philosophy is? Tell me a little bit of, of, about that. Yeah, so I, the kindfulness stems from a play on mindfulness. And I am all about being kind to yourself and others. And so my vision for kindfulness is about self-care and taking care of us, figuring out what our priorities are so that we can give back and be kind to those around us. And that's really Mm -hmm. like the play on kindfulness is just being kind to yourself. Mm. Do you have any tips or like tools that people can use to recognize that they might not be acting in a kind way toward themselves? And what can they do to sort of recognize that they're maybe being mean to themselves and how can they shift that? Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things is when you come home, you know, if you are a a person who works all day, when you come home and you just have nothing else to give and you are just tired and you're irritable and you're frustrated easily, those are signs that you're probably ignoring something that's going on for you. And it might be time to look at what your habits are and look at how things are going for you and what might be missing, what's going really well that you can continue to implement. You know, I I do a lot with, um, with some of my clients around a time audit. And, you know, there's a lot of people that will say, I just don't have enough time in the day. And so we take a look at what are you actually Mm -hmm. doing with your time and where are those gaps that are coming into your day and what can we do that's going to bring you more joy or bring you more happiness. And let's stick those in those, let's stick that in those gaps and let's get you to a place where Mm -hmm. things look a little bit different. And so I would say, you know, if you are, if you are one of those Mm -hmm. people that are coming home I'm tired. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't even have, you know, I don't even know what I want for dinner. Those are signs that that maybe a change is is coming your way. Mm, I love that. You know, I recognize some of the stuff, not necessarily in me, because, you know, I'm, I got it. I got it all together, John. <laughs> but I recognize <laughs> some of these behaviors in my uh, members of my family, the, especially the, you know, the frustration, the sort of the irritableness, the not knowing, even though, you know, even even though you're hungry, like also not knowing what it is that you want and and giving suggestions and saying, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, that, you know, there's there's no joy in it. And um, I think that for so many of us, the pandemic just uh, kind of knocked us off our feet. Yeah. and 
changed our lives, you know, mm-hmm. and not that not that the lives we were living before were so perfect, but mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways, it was at least and nothing is known, but there was like a semblance of knowing. And mm-hmm. now we're living with the knowledge that at any time, at any place, your world can be rocked. Yeah. And it's so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I think really the, is. I think the idea of being mindful and in the moment can really help to ground us and also allow us to have the knowledge that at any time anything could happen because that was always the reality, right? Mm-hmm. But we just never thought of it like that. We never really <laughs> thought it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we didn't live in reality. We were living in mm-hmm. our own little bubbles and they were really safe because there wasn't anything globally that we felt like was going to affect us and we are now living in a world where everything globally is affecting, you know, us here. It's affecting people halfway across the world in, you know, worse ways, different ways, but we're all affected in one way or another. It's this collective uncertainty and unsettledness, which is very different than I think how any of us grew up. Absolutely. And I think, you know, knowing that, you know, the current events and everything that's going on in the world, like, you know, the the amazing saying in a world where you can be anything, just be kind. Mm, I love that. Oh, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) That is so great. And I mean, I, it's so, so funny. I do another podcast from time to time with my co-host, Kent, and uh, we, our podcast is is called Kind AF. So it's, oh, it's kind it. as F. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little, a little bit of spin on, on being so kind because him and I and, and you really do believe in the power of being kind to people. I think that there's, I think behind that is love, right? Yes. I think it's it's love that sort of powers <laughs> kindness. Yes. And I agree that more people in the world need to embrace that. Agreed. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We're high five. <laughs> high five. <laughs> so I am just absolutely thrilled that you shared such a vulnerable story with us here today. And I'm just, again, like knowing you and knowing that you are coming out of the other side of that and doing really great things with yourself personally and with your business and just great things that are happening in your life. I truly think that you are someone who has built that muscle. And, you know, I hope that you've been through the worst, you know, and that nothing else can can shake you like some of the the situations that you've been through. But I, I would say that, Jen, you are unbreakable. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so can you let everyone know where they can connect with you, find out about kindfulness coaching, maybe do a session with you? Yes. Yes. So you can find me on the web at www.kindfulnesscoaching.net. 
or on Instagram at kindfulness underscore coaching. First session is free and we get to talk about all the good stuff, what's going on for you and how and if I might be able to support you best. That is awesome. Yeah, I can't I can't wait uh, for everybody to sort of reach out to you and get to experience you and uh, your incredible coaching and the all the programs that you're developing and everything that you're doing in the future. Um, so Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We'll share all of your uh, resources and how to get in touch with you in the show notes. And uh, it has just been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Adrian. I appreciate you having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our exploration today. We would love to hear where you are on your journey to becoming unbreakable. So send us an email at team at jenniferdawncoaching.com. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd be so grateful if you take a moment to leave a review and share these powerful stories with women in your life. Sometimes all it takes is a physical challenge to help us realize what type of power and resilience we hold deep inside and how that strength can help us through just about anything in our life. That's why Jennifer and I decided to hold our first ever Unbreakable Week, happening May 4th through the 9th in Kalispell, Montana. For details, visit the landing page at jenniferdawncoaching.com, and we'll put the link, the exact link, in the show notes. Now, this is a small group with only eight spots remaining, so sign up now. Isn't it time that you put yourself first? Come along with us and invest in this incredible adventure today and surround yourself with like-minded people who are on their own journey in business and in life. Together, we can help one another become unbreakable. Unbreakable.